You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 502, take three or four, I don't know. I lost track. 502B. No, 503. 503B. Yeah. Yeah. We knew what we meant. Anyway, hardware problems on both ends at the same time, which is... Rare. Which makes me feel like we're being hacked. Right? <laughs> some, some, there's some group in China. No, it's let's, still not let's recording screw with you. these guys. It's not recording your side, but that's okay because you're recording you. Yeah, exactly. For whatever reason, it just won't let me record your track. Okay. Why? Um, I don't know, but... Uh, and just before we started, I was suggesting maybe a firmware update might clear some of the glitches out. Yeah, it can't hurt. Yep. Well, it can actually, actually it can yeah. screw the things on. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's part of the, uh, the rubber chicken thing. Yes. So you were saying today's not a good day, and you no. sent me it also sent me a link to something yeah, I that did. I can't I can't see. You can't. It won't so, let you open it. No. That's it, weird. I just get a bank page. Hold on, it might be my content blockers. Nope, still can't. Uh, still can't see. So you're gonna have to audio describe it for me and that works because it's a podcast and that means the listeners will also understand what you're talking about um well it'd still be easier if you could actually see what i'm talking about i'm sure it would but, but i don't know how. here i will well i i simply send you a web link instead of what i did send you yeah which makes sense but that's only if our website's working and it doesn't always do that <laughs> all right here this should work for you Okay. So, yeah, it's a bad day for me. Um, you know, I've been driving my Sequoia for, I don't know, six years? Yeah. It's a 2007. It just oh, passed. Is it, is it six years? Because I remember when you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an 07. It now has 317,000 miles on it, which is a lot. Yeah. And I've said for a while, if anything major broke at this point, I'm probably not going to put any money into it. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it often doesn't. I mean, what what is the car worth? Um, I, I don't really, it's not a worth thing. It, it, oh, well, no, but but very often the, the decision point and whether you do, whether you invest money in a car is whether it's worth doing it because you take your obviously a car with 300 300,000 miles on it if you put five thousand dollars into that and the car is worth two thousand dollars because of its age and mileage yeah five thousand dollars but you're taking a risk that nothing else will go wrong whereas a three hundred thousand year old car it's possible that something else very expensive could go wrong so that's the calculus yeah so what is the car worth i don't know because no? it's it's worth more than what you would find no, obviously online. it's worth more than that every, every, i mean it's the same with it. every car is worth more than that to the person no who it, the, well because the, mine has been customized is what i mean yeah yeah mine's been heavily customized so it's yeah it's worth more than i can get for it and it's but worth a 16 more to me, year old car but, with three hundred thousand miles on it is yeah. probably not worth very much anyway no yeah. and you got to figure it's actually 17 years old because it came out in 2006 for the 2007 model year okay so, I'm driving at home from work, I don't know, maybe Thursday of last week, and it feels weird to me. It almost feels like my ass end is loose. And I'm in two-wheel drive mode. Yeah. So, I put in 4x4 mode, and it seems to have fixed the problem a little bit. It doesn't feel as weird. 
but I had a, a really gut-wrenching idea of what it could be. Well, it didn't get any better, but I was leaving it in 4x4 four four mode. Well, I put it back yeah. in 4x2 four, in four yesterday, and every time I get up on it, it just felt like it would sway a little bit in the back. Something was wrong. Well, I figured out what the problem was. The frame is rusted through. Ah, now that's, um, yeah, that's a real problem. Mm. Yeah, so effectively what's happening is when it felt like the back end was swaying, it's because the back end actually was swaying. It was swaying, and I had a feeling that that's what it was. Yeah. And as soon as I felt it, I was like, I think the frame just let go. Yeah. And for those who, who don't live in a climate like Michigan, let me explain what that means. We have this thing called snow and ice. And even though there are other alternatives um, for decades and decades and decades, since cars were on the road pretty much, uh, which was, you know, we are in Michigan, so that was very, very early days. Um, we've been putting salt on the road, and the salt will melt the snow, which is great, so it's not slippery now. Except that would turn the, that water into salt Salt's. water. Which splashes up onto your car, and if you don't know what salt does to metal, well, it's called rust. And if it gets too rusty, well, yeah, I mean, it oxidizes. Water will do that to metal, but salty water does that much more. There's some galvanic effects going on, and um, yeah, salt water is corrosive. Anybody who's ever seen anything steel by the sea will see that it's rusty. Yep. Yep. And so there's a part of my frame that comes down and makes kind of a triangle thing, and that is actually welded to the frame itself, and that's the part yeah. that I can see is let go. And now, some people say, well, can't you just, you know, weld it? You can... Well, yeah, that's, so that's the thing. Can you weld some steel to it, too? Can you, can you weld rust to rust? Not really. So, yeah, that's the problem, is the rust tends to spread... Uh, and you, the problem with welding is you've got to have some steel to weld too. You've got to have some good steel to weld too. You also compromise the safety of the vehicle. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's because it's it's not designed to be like that. It's not designed to be trussed up with extra steel. No. No. Uh, so. And then, of course, as well, if you get a bad weld and those goes, then one of those goes, then you've got the same problem again. And I'm not a welder by any means, so. Well, you'd have to get somebody who knows what they're doing to do it. I mean, as you say, it's the very structure of the car. It would have to be somebody who really was confident that they could do the right job in order for you to be safe. Yeah. So a new frame is just the frame, not even all the parts that attach to the frame. Just the frame is about $2,500. Right. I mean, you got to take the entire body and the engine yeah. and everything off. The drive, yeah, it's, everything. It's virtually a rebuild. Yes. Yeah. It's not worth it. Not worth it. No. I, I can't justify it at all. Well, <laughs> I just can't. Well, not not only not only that. As I, as I said, you you're still looking at a car that's got three hundred thousand miles on it. Is seventeen years old. Um, Runs like a champ. Well, it, it does, but but cars that old, well, all cars run like a champ until they don't. Yeah. And when they don't, then you've got to spend money on them. And yeah. um, but obviously, as even as reliable as Toyotas are, you are taking the risk that you know in a few thousand miles something could throw in the engine, and you need a new engine. And yeah. that after would be, spending 
you know, yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars, and I just so, can't justify it. No. So the time has come for a new vehicle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I actually, um, my sales manager is leaving for Hawaii. He was leaving yesterday when I texted him. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to have to replace the Sequoia. And he was like, oh, sorry to hear that, because he knows how much I love that truck. And I do. Yeah. I, I love that truck. Um, and tell him one of the cars that I'm interested in is actually a car that's been on a lot longer than now the others. It's been there for about six months. It's not a big selling car. And I did say car, not truck or SUV. And, and is this a, the link you've sent me? Yeah. This is the, did you see it yet? I, I'm looking at it now. Now, this is a model I'm not familiar with because they don't sell this in the UK. Yeah, it's called the Toyota Crown. It is a full-size passenger car. Um, it's a hybrid. It's all-wheel drive. Um, 41 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Which I was, if you invert those numbers, is closer to what I'm used to. Yeah. And I'm not that's joking. Quite, that, well, that's the hybrid because you've got this is even though this is a two and a half liter engine in it, it's a hybrid engine yep yeah so it they you know it's it's more luxury than anything this is toyota's flagship car everywhere else um europe they sell this the crown is one of their oldest models is okay I, well, they just certainly don't sell this in the UK. I think the no. largest car we ever got here was the Camry. Yep. And uh, they don't sell that anymore either. Um, just because nobody here buys cars like these anymore. Um, There's been a big shift here in the US that I've seen. Um, if for Forever, it seems, America was truck crazy. And at the height of the pandemic, trucks were, you know, $10,000, $20,000 markups. Um, neither dealerships that I worked at ever did anything like that. But every truck you were getting in was guaranteed is going to sell. Um, it's not really the case right now. If you go to Chevy, Ford, and especially Dodge, they are full of trucks. And we're talking about $85,000 trucks just sitting there. Some of them, Dodge has got some that's been sitting there for over a year. They can't sell them. Now, some people say, well, that's because of the higher interest rates and stuff. Is No, no, no. Dodge has actually put a lot of, or Ram, I should say, has put a lot of incentives on those trucks to offset higher interest rates. It doesn't matter. Nobody wants them. Yep. And I have seen more and more people over the last year buying either smaller SUVs like the RAV4, which is the best-selling vehicle in the United States right now, um, and I, but I've been selling a lot of Camrys and stuff, a lot of Corollas lately. Uh, Toyota's done zero marketing on the Crown, and the Crown is amazing. <laughs> it just is. Um, yeah. I'm it, looking at the details of, of the, the history of the Crown. It doesn't look like they do actually sell it in the U.S. in the in Europe now. This no. is a this is a U.S. and and the and the East car. Yeah. Um, but it looks very nice. I mean, it's yeah, it's a luxury vehicle. Yeah, it's got everything. Um, the only one that I sent you that doesn't have is a heads-up display, which I don't really care about. Yeah. Uh, and they have another version of this with the Max motor, which gives you like another horse, uh, 100 horsepower. I don't need that either. But, I mean, no. heated and cooled seats and panoramic roof and wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Uh, I really like what they did with where you charge your phone. 
it slots in and i actually checked it with my larger iphone and it slots in perfect it's like okay. this little tension in there so it keeps it pressed back against the charger right um huge screen yeah, that's a that's a great feature because you know i have a wireless pad on my volkswagen um but certainly with my iphone mini <laughs> put it in there it just slides around it just comes off the pad and yep game over <laughs> exactly i i really like the solution that toyota has on the crown yeah. they're they're bringing this into some other vehicles too now but uh, nice as this car is it's not a truck no and uh you've had a truck and well remember I before i had the truck you I w- years, I, you've no 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 remember what did i have before my sequoia uh, so you don't remember do you no it was a honda but, accord oh right okay yeah but i thought i kind of thought you kind of got used to having the truck and the space the truck gave me oh i am absolutely yeah, i suppose you've still got julie's lexus haven't you so yes you do have still have a bigger vehicle if you we do one. yeah but this is the one i'm thinking of um right. and my boss because uh the owner is the general manager right and uh he asked him to you know price some cars out for me because i'm an employee so they'll hook me up really well so you won't pay this price though no 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 we um, this car msrp is 47 yeah free. and i know i notice here you, <laughs> you say it's been there for six months yeah notes. this vehicle won't be on the lot long yeah it will <laughs> and it has been uh because when we first started getting these in they were pretty hot and then it cooled yeah. toyota's done zero marketing on this nobody knows yeah. about these cars um, as nice yeah. as the Camry is, this is the next level up, no question. Yeah. Um, is it bigger than the Camry? Though? Yeah, it is. This is technically a full-size car, but it's also higher up off the ground by about four and a half yeah, inches. Yeah, it's kind of a bit, little bit of a crossover style. Yep. Uh, only a little bit. but Which is nice for me because, you know, I'm yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. So that's one of the things I'm looking at. Um, I'm also... Uh, I'm kind of also considering a uh, RAV4 hybrid. Right. I, I like the RAV4. I just never really wanted one. <laughs> okay. It, it's just right. not for me. It's not, not desirable to you? No. Whereas this one is? Way more desirable. Well, so, you know. I'm also kind of thinking from a financial standpoint, the one I just sent you, it's kind of a nice thing too, but I would have to modify this one. This one's a twenty-two, or I'm sorry, uh, twenty-nineteen. Tw- no, no, nineteen. Yeah, 19. Um, Prius Limited, but it's only front-wheel drive, and I'd really prefer all-wheel drive at this point in my life. And so, when I say modify it, what I'd have to do is there's this module that you can buy, and you got take the dash apart and plug it in, and it gives you Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Oh right, okay, yeah. I I would, um, yeah, but it's half the price. So, yeah, exactly. Well, it's half the price, but it's still got seventy one thousand miles on it. I mean, it's um, it's not a new car. No. I I would I would actually, I don't know. I I would look at that and go, mm, that's quite a lot of money for a car at that age. Yeah, it's a Prius. They, yeah, you, you keep it five, washed. They'll go five forever. years old, seventy thousand miles. I know I know it'll run and run and run, but. For me, I wouldn't want to pay that sort of money for a car, five-year-old car. No, and that's kind of my issue too. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, and I never really like. Now, if this was a new Prius, I would jump on it because the new yeah. Prius is, quite honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've driven the new Prius, and 
man, that whew, that thing is nice. It yeah. really is. Um, this isn't. It, this isn't. Uh, and then the last one I'm kind of looking at, we actually have two of these. And it's the one I just talked about. It's the RAV4 Hybrid. And again, I won't pay the price that it has listed there. But um, this one is not luxury. But it does have yeah. some nice features. Mm-hmm. And 41 miles to the gallon. And it's not too far off from the crown. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at. In fact, in that picture, yeah. yep. if you look to the right, you can actually see the crown I'm talking about. That's yeah, actually it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it's none of it is good news. I don't want a new car. I want my Sequoia, but so and can you not get Sequoias now? Uh, the new, yeah, I can. Uh, it's eighty three thousand dollars. No, I use one though. Yeah, there's not too many of them out there. No. Uh, and I suppose the problem is you can't wait. Well. My frame is could, literally broken. Yeah, could you borrow a car from the dealership? I could, but I and I, I'll just keep driving this one slowly back and forth to work, and that's it. <sighs> Don't do that, man. As long Don't as the weather's that. not bad, it's okay. Well, yeah, but you say that, but but suppose somebody hits you, and the frame is broken. Right? They'll hurt it their car kill, more. Well, I don't <laughs> think so with a broken frame. To be honest, I I think that thing is now a death trap, and I think you shouldn't drive it. I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm not messing around now. I'm being completely honest. If you know the car has a frame that's rusted through and we're still in the winter, yeah, I don't think you should be driving that because I think if you get into an accident, it will kill you. Well, it's not broken in half where it's the the length of the vehicle. It's a it's a piece that's underneath it that yeah, holds I, the... Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. You can feel the back end shimmying. Yes. Yeah. You should not be driving that car. Oh, no, you're right. I shouldn't. Right. So, I really, I'm really, I'm asking you as a friend now, not just as a podcast, so please stop driving it. Just yeah, I have to drive, drive it, it to work, drive it to work on Monday, and then drive something else home. Yeah, probably then, will do that. And then make a decision about what you're going to buy and source it out this week. Well, if he gives uh, me a good price on this uh, Crown, then I'm probably just going to buy that Monday. Yeah. It's still very depressing to me. Well, look on the bright side. You'll get a nice new car. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. Oh, and, and don't get me wrong. I'll be raving about this thing for episodes in, in the future for a while because it is it is an does amazing that, car. Does it have any self-drive on it? Um, No, not the way you're thinking. No. Radar no. cruise control, even. Yeah, it's got that. It's okay. got lane departure. Right. It's got to be honest. To be honest, if you got if you've got radar cruise control and departure, yeah, I mean, I th- I think this is one of the interesting things about self drive and and all the autopilot controversy with with Tether and everything like that. Is my car has um, lane departure warning, but it's not very good because basically it steers you back in the lane if it detects you're about to go out of the lane. So if I wasn't holding onto the wheel uh, or looking where it was going, the car would kind of like bounce. <laughs> it would bounce between the lane markers, kind of like a like a, a bowling ball going down the alley when they have those fill-ins for the gutters for the kids. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be good, right? It's not really self-driving at all. Um, but it has the radar cruise control, and mine will do the thing where it'll actually will. You know, if you're in traffic, it will stop and then it will start again. Um, so. That's kind of really what you want 
radar cruise control to do if you can because then that means that traffic becomes a much less stressful experience. But when I was in France a couple of weeks ago, I hired a Tesla, so I got a chance to try the full self-driving, or, or the auto, not, not, not the full self-driving because it doesn't exist yet, but um, Tesla Autopilot. You know, and it was fine, except when it wasn't. And yep. uh, the problem is, is that, you're right, you either have to be so disengaged with it that you just turn it on and forget about it and those are the idiots who put their seat down and go to sleep or watch a movie or something like that or you have to monitor it all the time which is what you're meant to do and if you're monitoring it all the time you might as well be driving you know True. you might you might as well be steering because obviously you still rely on the camera system i think it's a camera system the tesla for for the for the um, speed awareness and the cruise control and all of that. And it's very good at that, don't get me wrong. And, you know, they show a lot of stuff off with the camera system in the Tesla that, that let you know this is a cut above. Um, on the display in front of you, you can see the type of car around you, you can see traffic lights, you can see pedestrians. There's all sorts of indicators that shows what the traffic is doing. So it yep. is a step above radar cruise control, definitely. But the thing is, it's not good enough for you to be able to just rely on it in any any sort of condition and um yeah i i find myself thinking uh, having driven quite a few motorway miles in the car thinking well okay this is fine but it's not really any i wouldn't pay more for it than than what i've got now um and uh and of course that's what they want you to do with tesla is pay more for it i also kind of broke the tesla which was unfortunate <laughs> i think i told you this did i yep did I? Yeah. Uh, about breaking the wheel? No, no, you didn't tell me about breaking the wheel. <laughs> so I I told you that the problem with the Tesla is that with the Model 3 is that it's wider at the wheel than it is at the cabin and you can't see where the wheels are because of the way they've designed the cabin. You can't see around the corners at all. So because I was also driving on the other side of the road that I'm used to, I kept catching curbs in it. Which was annoying, but okay, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Well, on the way back to the airport, we were we were about to join the motorway. And we're coming round a corner so to the, the junction. You know, the, you have these junctions in the States where you're, you're in a filter lane. You're waiting for the traffic lights to turn. So you turn around the corner and go down onto the slip road to join the motorway. And it was quite narrow. And there was a car next to me. And the car next to me wasn't really paying a lot of attention. So he got quite close to me. And so as I came round the corner to join to join the motorway yeah i moved over a little bit and, and i basically i drove onto a curb at about 25 miles an hour and there's a big crash you know charlotte sort of virtually screamed in the car next to me in the in the seat next to me and i apologized i said oh sorry about that and you know anyway off we go we got on the freeway uh, and as we're driving towards the airport um all of a sudden a tire pressure warning light comes up on the uh on the screen so of course being a tesla you can actually see what the what the pressures are so I had Charlotte, because I was driving the car, and it's all driven by the screen. I said, just see if we can get the tyres on. We could see the front tyre where, where I'd hit it on the kerb. <laughs> Pressure was slowly going down. So I thought, uh-oh, this is a problem. So anyway, we drove to the charging station we needed to before we returned the car, and I got out and looked at the wheel while we were waiting to charge. And Yeah, basically, as you came around the rim... The <laughs> <laughs> the, the rim was sticking out from the rest of the rim by about two inches. Not good. <laughs> and and obviously there was some tire damage in that area as well. I would say. Um, so uh, I kind of thought, oh, the rental company's not going to be happy about this. 
but when we got to the got to the airport the all the rental areas all underneath the airport is like on under all these underpasses it was really quite dark and um the car was black and the wheels were black as well and the guy who took who took the rental thing off me didn't even look at the car he basically took my rental contract <coughs> he checked the charge level that's all he was interested in it was returned the same charge level i'd taken away as signed it off and gave it to me and that was it so um you know and there's probably at least a thousand pounds worth of damage there which i got away with but uh, yeah i i wouldn't be recommending tesla so don't get tesla but do take a different car from your busted ass truck i'm still very depressed <laughs> I, yeah i can i can understand but you know what if you if you're that depressed yeah um borrow a small car or rent a car or something like that and search for a new sequoia remember uh, I, dri- I drive sequoia these cars all day long huh i drive cars all day long so it's yeah. not like but i i don't need a sequoia again though right which is why i haven't been looking at anything big because you know when we had four kids at the house that was one thing and then two is another and now we're down to one kid in the house yeah just cole the tallest of them all of course yeah and and i always actually say say to myself that if you ever really need a really big car and you haven't got one the best thing to do is instead of going out and buying one and using it occasionally it's just rent one when you need it yeah that's always a, a possibility when you need them and we don't yeah. we i no. we've got julie's lexus which is an suv so yeah we can always you know just use that when we need to although the sequoia does fit more stuff in it it's much bigger very rarely do I actually need that much no. space. And, like and if say, I buy something that's big, there's so there's a store around here called Lowe's. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of them. Yeah, I know Lowe's. They have a pickup truck that you can rent for like 20, 25 bucks an hour. Yeah, <laughs> rather than the guys delivering it because I remember that picture. You remember that story? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you can rent that or you can always rent a U-Haul or something like that if you need yeah. to. So let's jump into some tech news, and we're going to stay in the automotive industry, and specifically Tesla. Um, Mm -hmm. You saw this, and I saw this too. You put the note in. Uh, Owners report rust forming on Tesla Cybertruck. (laughs) (laughs) They thought, oh, this is stainless steel. It doesn't rust. Yes, actually, it does. Well... There's, there's a couple of things here. It's first of all, I have to wonder. I, I mean, obviously, the guys inside Tesla must know that stainless steel can and will rust unless it has a coat on it. Correct. They haven't coat. They haven't coated this truck. It's no. raw stain. It's brushed stainless steel, right? Um, obviously, the engineers knew that. <laughs> I imagine the jerk who at the top of the company doesn't. And so when they came to him and said, oh, we need to put a coat over this, he said, don't be stupid, it's stainless steel. And when they went, uh, but, he went, I'm right, leave the room if you don't want to be fired. Yep. So that's the first problem. The second thing is anybody who's ever, all the cutlery we have is stainless steel. And if you've ever dishwashed stainless steel, you know, sometimes you take a knife out of the dishwasher and it has little spots of rust on it. Yep. <laughs> that's how you know that stainless steel resists rust, but is not completely rust proof. No, and then and there's the also different thing, purities of stainless steel. Of course, yeah. And then the third thing is, as you've just talked about with the Sequoia, yeah, these these cars don't sit in a showroom and just get nice clean water on them. They're out on the roads with salt and dirt and bird muck and all these other things. And since this started hitting the internet, it turns out that 
lots of the maintenance stuff for um, the Cybertruck basically says if it ever gets dirty, you need to clean it straight away. Otherwise, it will rust. Yeah. And, of course, people do not. Um, no matter how much they, they might love their Tesla, yeah, most people don't go out there and wipe it down with a cloth after every drive. No. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you have a car that is very, very expensive. It looks... Um, well, it looks a challenging, let, let me say that. Um, it, because of the way it's designed, it's actually not very practical for the job it's meant to do, which is a truck. Because when they first came out, I remember lots of people struggled to get things, simple things like bicycles and stuff like that into the bed. It's very expensive. And now you find it's got lousy quality control and it's rusting. Um, who wants to buy one of these? I, I don't understand why anybody buys any Tesla. Yeah. Well, just... as I, yeah, as I said, the Model 3 that I that I drove, I had a lot of problems with it. Not just the, the design and all of that. I didn't like the interior. I didn't like the way the, um, the screen in the middle is the only instrumentation. Just didn't suit me at all. Um, we couldn't get into it because we didn't know that you needed to swipe the NFC card um, on the pillar between the front and rear doors because it's not marked. Um, and yeah, even my daughter said, said, well, there's something that was reinvented that didn't need to be reinvented. Yeah, there's nothing you know? wrong with door handles. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with a conventional lock and a plippy alarm, like everyone, a plippy uh, lock button like everyone else has. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, it's definitely an acquired taste, uh, the Tesla. I, I know lots of people really, really love them. They're lots in a of cult. people. Well, lots of people think that these changes are improvements, and that's fine if it works for you. I don't, I don't, I don't say they shouldn't exist, and I don't say that people shouldn't buy them. I just said, I've just said it's not for me, and I'm kind of glad that when I was looking for my electric car uh, a couple of years ago, um, I didn't plump for the Tesla because I don't think I'd have been really happy with it. No, I think you. Um, well, just renting one, you weren't happy with. Yeah, uh, and um, you know the. Uh, the business with the Cybertruck rusting, I, I just, you know, what are those, eighteen, ninety thousand dollars starting? Yeah, I don't know, they're not cheap. Yeah, and so, I mean, and how do you remove, if you find it rusting, how do you remove the rust without damaging the steel further? You just use steel wool. Yeah, but if you use steel wool, you're going to scratch the stainless steel. No, it, no it will just take off the rust. It, it, it won't scratch nothing. Nothing. It won't? Of are course sure? it will. <laughs> Yeah. It seems to me that using steel wool to put more scratches into the stainless steel is more narrow channels to trap water and then make it rust more. You just don't get it, man. You just don't get it. I mean, They're maybe inventing what, the future, man. Maybe it's kind of like the uh, uh, the Statue of Liberty, which when it was first built was was it was it's made of copper. It looked like copper. It had that coppery gold color. And obviously, what happens with copper over time is that it oxidizes and it goes green. And that's why the Statue of Liberty is now green, because it's covered in a layer of, of copper oxide. Uh, maybe the, the idea with the um, Cybertruck is that it's meant to go rusty, and it's, <laughs> it's meant to be covered did you ever, Did you ever like see Like a patina. The, yes, it's a patina. That's exactly right. <laughs> did you ever see the story? I think it's on... I saw it somewhere. It's been a while, so my dates are off but when the united states was first bequeathed the statue of liberty it's not like it was 
put up right away. It actually no, sat at like a rail yard for years. Right. And some guy got into his head that, hey, there's this cool giant statue. We should put it up somewhere. And he actually secured funding for the, the building of the Statue of Liberty. And it was already green at that point. It right. sat so long that the patina had already built. I, I don't think it takes long for no. copper exposed to the air to go green. Um, probably probably slightly quicker than your Cybertruck going rusty. Yeah. Um, but the, you, you, look, you know. Well, I don't know. The, the Cybertruck went rusty in, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm talking about going completely rusty. Though, but you know that Musk saw the DeLorean, which was famously also made of stainless steel, and went, I want it to be like that. Right? But the thing is, DeLoreans didn't rust because they put a top coat on them. Correct. Yeah. To stop them rusting. They knew it was going to be a problem. This was in the 70s, man. And John DeLorean, yeah, wasn't the world's best car maker. And yet he knew how to stop his cars from rusting. I'm Shocker. saying that. I'm, ass- I'm assuming DeLoreans didn't have problems with rust but uh maybe no there was clear coat on there yeah because they were he was just, well, i mean he was stupid but he was also smart or or he um ah I, i'm reading here apparently it's because the type it's the also the type of steel it's got a very high chromium content yeah like um, that's the purity i was talking about yeah uh and there are stainless steel that almost never will rust because of you know Obviously, they went cheap with the Tesla. But, well, yeah, but this is this is the problem with Tesla all the time is that um, you know you never know what you're going to get because <laughs> the price the price goes up and down more than Bitcoin does, um, and the spec goes up and down more than Bitcoin because they're constantly adjusting what they're making to try and retain a profit margin. Yeah. You know. Speaking of profit margin, we know that Apple is making a really good profit margin on the Vision Pro. At least we assume that they are. Um, but it's been in the wild now for about a month, I think, yeah. about a month. And, you know, some particular tech websites like to uh, exaggerate and do a lot of clickbait-type headlines. Yeah. And a lot of them this last week is, um, so I, I can't remember how they worded the ones I've seen, but thousands of Vision Pro users are returning their okay yes. and i and i do think that's probably happening i do think quite a few people probably bought one got it home well it arrived at home um put it on started using it loved it and went this thing gives me a headache i get nauseous yep. i get emotion sickness it feels too heavy it's making my neck hurt yes those but, are all things that happen and not just with the vision pro but with all the vr headsets that's I, the inherent problem my, with them yeah i put my quest 2 on the other day and um slightly over tightened straps and after 20 minutes i had a real pain in the middle of my forehead yep and it was just because i don't know i fixed it but you know you can't get away from the fact these things are heavy they're resting on the bridge of your nose um you know they are not they they design them as best as possible to be comfortable but people's heads are all different and yep I, I just you know. I, we're in early days of VR. Yeah. Um, until we get what looks like reading glasses that you just slide under your head. But the miniaturization. I mean, I've is had pairs so of, far off. 
yeah, I've had pairs of glasses that I just couldn't get on with and had to return because yeah, I oh, just, the frames were uncomfortable. Yep. So, you know, it's a very difficult thing to achieve. So it doesn't surprise me. I also suspect as well there are people who are struggling with the the view inside. Even though the Vision Pro headset is very high resolution, there is an effect, an accommodation effect that you get that can make, can make you feel um, uncomfortable. And that is because... You're looking at distance, and and the the Vision Pro in particular is trying to let you see the real world around you, uh, and it so it looks realistic, but it's on a flat screen, so your eyes don't have to adjust focus to look at the things that are further away, and when you don't do that for a long time because you're looking at a screen very close to your face, it can make you feel uncomfortable, it can make your eyes feel tired, and I suspect that's a problem as well, is it? Because the experience is actually quite good. A lot of people are wearing this for two, three hours straight, more than they wear a Quest or something like that. Yeah. And they're finding it difficult for that reason. Their eyes are getting very tired. And there's not very much you can do about that because it is just the way our eyes work. They are used to, if you're looking at something that's across the room, they're, look, they're used to having to change focus. And on, on the Vision Pro, they're not. They're stu- you're stuck in a single focal plane. Yeah. And that makes the eyes very tired. I can imagine that's causing a problem as well. I'd imagine there's quite a lot of people who are trying it out and think, you know what, this is kind of cool, but I don't think it's worth $3,500, so they're returning it for that. I think there's people who are buying it and are going, you know what, I can't, I've realised I can't afford this, it's so much money. And I imagine there's quite a few people who thought, well, I'm just going to use the return policy as a way of trying it out. I want to be able to talk about it. I'd, I would in particularly imagine a lot of people who did any sort of social media or YouTube reviewers, a lot of them ret- would have returned it after they've done their review yep um they have a 30-day war uh, yeah. return so policy I, it really doesn't surprise me it doesn't mean anything no and it means nothing no so i would um, be surprised if the what i'm sure that the return policy um percentage wise is higher than on a mac or an iphone yeah but i would expect that because this yeah. is not a device for everybody and i i strongly suspect as well there are a number of people who've tried it thought this is really good but you know what the things i want to use it for i could do with a quest and um that's or uh, a mac you know, uh, uh, well yeah but if you want if you particularly if suppose you the best thing you like about the vision pro is watching movies in vr yeah then a lot of people are going to go well i don't really spend three and a half thousand dollars for that i can buy a 500 hundred dollar quest 3 and um get 90 percent of the same effect because really that and that and that's one of the challenges of the Vision Pro is it it's marketed and it's designed as a new computing interface. So you, the idea is is you kind of do your iPad style apps inside the Vision Pro. Yeah. The entertainment thing is um the entertainment thing is is a side benefit. But actually you can get that same without all the pass through and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. You get that side that same benefit with a much cheaper VR headset. Yep. Um, so if you if you really are going to be one of these people who wants to sit on a plane and watch it, watch videos that way, well, you know, you you can just use a Quest. Yeah, you don't have the same. I mean, the Quest Three has has better pass through than the Quest Two, which is like <laughs> it's like this black and white thing. Um, but the point is, is actually all of these platforms now. Um, one thing Apple has done with the Vision Pro is is popularizing the idea of, of being able to switch the environment off and use pass through so that you can interact with somebody outside the headset. Um, I'm sure that 
Meta will continue to develop their software and their hardware to do that. Now they've seen the Vision Pro and so will everybody else. Um, and then that leaves the Vision Pro very much at the high end and that's going to be something that until we, we see more use cases for the computing side of the Vision Pro um, is going to is 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 you know there's a good chance the Vision Pro is just going to juice other people in the market who can deliver a product cheaper until yep. Apple can bring the price down. Yep. You know, um, I, I still kind of want one, but um, I still kind of want one for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, not I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I I would not. Uh, well, it's not available in the UK, but I certainly wouldn't pay full price for one because no. uh, just can't afford it. No, it's just. Yeah. <sighs> It's a luxury toy at the moment. So I, I have I have broken out my Quest 2 again, which I was thinking about putting up for sale. Um, but I've decided I'm going to hold on to it. And uh, I am going to dig harder into the using it for work rather than um, playing games on it. Because that was something I always intended to try. I never kind of got around to. So the Vision Pro has motivated me to look at that again. Uh, and see what it's like to actually use the use the thing as a as a virtual monitor for multiple. Well, we have the Vision or the Quest Three as well as the Sony, the new one. Right. So the um, Quest Three is meant to be better because it's high yeah, resolution. It, it's it's way better, but I still don't use it. No. Well, I, this is the thing. I mean, you know, there's a lot of inertia. You sit down at your computer and you're going to do some work. You can either just use your monitor or you can spend 10 minutes futzing around with a headset trying to get it comfortable to start doing some work. Yep. And then after half an hour, you're, you're, the space around your eyes is hot and you want to take it off anyway. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm still... Don't, don't, don't colour me convinced. What I find interesting is some of the... Much as we've seen with other Apple products in the past, some of the things that were touted as... The real breakthroughs are the things that people think just aren't worth the money or the or the effort. Yeah. So the the digital personas that um, still look like they've been sculpted out of potato to me. But um, they look terrible. Yeah. Um, they and and the, the problem is they're actually, in some respects, they're actually too good. If you looked at an avatar of somebody, like we've all done this with the with the Nintendo ones, you can make an a, a digital avatar. Uh, what the, what the, what does Nintendo call them? Whatever they call them, the Mies or whatever they they are, you can make one that kind of looks like you, and you look at it and you go, yeah, that's me. And um, I would be okay with letting other people see that. In fact, that's what they're designed to do. Whereas something that's more realistic but is still not realistic just looks weird. I mean, it it plunges directly into the uncanny valley. Yep, and, and that's, that's the what. Yep. The digital personas apparently do is is they you can they're not good enough to look even remotely real and they're so they look so artificial that they just make you feel really uncomfortable, um, and uh, that seems to be a bit of a fail. The other thing apparently is these eyes on the front, which are also part of that system. They are digital persona eyes, um, but we I think we were all kind of expecting that they would be really clear and obvious to people and it turns out for people who've got the Vision Pro is you can barely see them so they're not they're spending a lot of money delivering something that's not really very good uh, and doesn't really seem to add a lot of benefit um, and I but imagine as we would like to point out it's a 1.0 product yeah actually I was going to say but I suspect version 2 might go from instead of a fancy screen on the front and a digital persona it's going to have a light yeah, look at the first couple of generations of iPhones and all the complaints that we had then don't yeah. exist anymore. Exactly. But what I'm saying is I don't think that's something that's going to get better. I think it's going to be something that, that's 
going to disappear. I think the uh, eye thing is like the, uh, it's kind of like the digital touch bar. It's um, yeah, on the it's laptops. Go it's going to be things where you know they put a lot of effort in, and uh, everyone went kind of shrugged, and they said, "Well, we can save some money right there." I did see quite a funny meme the other day, which was somebody wearing the AirPods Pro Max. Um, you know, the big over-the-air headphones. Yep. And they photoshopped, a, like, a digital screen of an ear on each side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, pretty that, clever. That was pretty funny. <laughs> we, uh, I hope you guys are listening to our other show, Geeks Pub. We just wrapped up our season one of superhero movie um, battle, I guess you'd say, and crowned our season one champion. Um, I'm not going to give it away here. You got to go listen to the show to hear it. Uh, the next episode we're doing, we're starting over. We've got another 16 movies randomly selected. This one's going to be a little harder. I think looking at David hasn't seen the list yet. Um, but you know, it's, it's fun stuff like that, that we're doing over on the geeks pub. And I hope you guys can, uh, join us over there. This next episode next week, we're going to kick off this. We'll kick off the, uh, talk about wolverine deadpool trailer that was released which got me very excited are it's we, the first not, huh are we not going to do the wicked trailer the wiki what <laughs> the trailer for wicked the musical oh from actually the it pretty good i thought that was the one we were gonna do yeah we can do that too it looked I, i'll be honest with you i watched it i was like damn i'm kind of interested in that yeah um yeah. you're like yeah i don't care <laughs> it, i think it looks pretty good it's not. It's not geared towards us, though. <laughs> Definitely not. It's not. It's not a movie that um, is probably as appealing. <laughs> um, Leanne saw the trailer. It was on TV last night, and uh, I said, "Oh, well, this is the Wicked trailer." And she, we watched it, and she said, "I don't get it." She said, "Where was Dorothy?" <laughs> She's not there yet. Although in the trailer, she kind of is. Well. <laughs> So this is the this I think I think she thought um Ariana Grande was Dorothy. Um so oh you've shown me the bracket. Yeah. Uh, you see what I mean? It's gonna be a lot harder on some of these. It's gonna be challenging. Yeah. And some of these I don't even know if you realize were comic book movies like Men in Black. Or Wanted. I knew Wanted was, but I didn't yeah. know the Men in Black was. Yeah, it sure was. It was a Marvel comic actually. Yeah. So that's uh, that's going to kick can off. I just, can I just yeah. point out there's no no wicked on here either? Not yet. No, <laughs> we haven't seen it, so it can't be on there yet. <laughs> we could we could do the whiz. Yeah, we could do the whiz. <laughs> that that's really bad. It's already been eliminated. Um, I I don't think Madame Web's going to make the list anytime soon. <laughs> I've heard I've heard not not good things. Wow, I TikTok is on a mission to destroy uh, Sony for releasing this pile of garbage. It's really, really bad from everything I've uh, read. I did I did find one interesting contact, con- uh, uh, con- take on it was somebody saying this This is Sony harking back to the um, late 90s er- era of, of mediocre superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw someone wrote, this is a, this is a studio who had a movie written by committee, by suits, who don't like superhero movies, that have a disdain for the audience, but still wants to make money. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's kind of probably I true. I hope by, by making it sound like a Spider-Man movie, they will fool people. 
comes with Facebook. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's uh, the reviews have just destroyed this thing. I think you'll see it on <laughs> yeah. video on demand it, in 30 days and it's, HBO it's Max ver- in 45. It's very difficult, though, because you know we've talked often that we wish studios would take more risks and not just do... I know this is a pseudo-franchise sequel movie, but, you know, do more original stories. And the problem is is, is that the suits will point at something like this and go, look, see, see, when we do it, nobody comes to watch the movies. It's like, yeah, because you didn't do a good job. You've got yeah. to do a good job as well as, uh, as you know, th- I think this is the, one of the problems in Hollywood now is that lower-budget um, higher risk properties they go oh it's high risk so we'd better not spend too much money on it because we'll waste waste the money it's just like yeah but then you just set yourself up to fail yeah those are the ones you want to have the outstanding directors and the outstanding writers on and the good performers and on all of that rather than um, you know otherwise it does just look like straight to video and you can get more of that kind of content listen to the Geeks Pub David we will be back next week on uh, on the Geeks Pub See you then. See you then.